pods did you serve people bread that had been fondled already not bread (laughs) what Welcome to the TuneIn Podcast, the podcast where we take real-life experiences and mock them until it hurts just to make you laugh. Throw in some really bad improv and you got yourself a podcast. On this week's episode, we don't have really bad improv because we're doing a featured story with Mike and Bods about a restaurant that they used to work at. What's special about this restaurant? Well, they might be the worst restaurant, in my opinion, in the New England area, and they have finally shut down after years of deserving to close. Management did a bad job and a lot of illegal stuff. Mike and Bods got into shenanigans on top of shenanigans. It was, in my humble verbiage, kangaroo court and mike and bods are going to give us an inside look on the chaotic evil nature of the restaurant sneak into your friend's room while they're sleeping put some earbuds in their ears and let's hop into it well i usually also silence my phone uh my dad yelled at me today because my phone's been on silent for the past three days and i've missed every call um and then yeah he was real passive aggressive last oh, time he, he missed a call he called he called that's my favorite thing I, I missed a call today and he called the house and left a message and he was like trevor pick up your phone that's awesome dude <laughs> uh by the <laughs> way this time. is a tune in podcast <laughs> to my right is amy after amy is bods and after bods is mike everyone say hi at once so hey. hello <laughs> also last time you picked up the phone <laughs> the first thing he said was wow it's pretty hard to answer the phone huh yeah, he does yeah, that too. It, dude. Uh, yeah. Well, that was the intro because it's like I said, it's been a while since we actually recorded an episode. It's been like two or three weeks, to be honest. But we have an episode, and it's about this restaurant that Mike and Bods worked at. For sure. And for uh, safety reasons and privacy reasons, we're going to call it the Mars restaurant. The P. You can cut that, that out. That, 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 you that's, can edit that out. <laughs> that's out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love, I love the effort. Well, I mean, you would never be able to tell what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's the Mars restaurant. The last time we recorded an episode of this restaurant was, I want to say, like episode nine. But so we we will be talking about the Mars restaurant. And because Amy has never heard any of these stories, and I've told her how crazy it is, but she needs it from a first-hand source. From the what? The one day you worked there? Yeah, from the one, one day, day I worked there. Yeah, one day. Uh, but before we talk about that, we got some stuff to get off our chests. I encountered this one today. Just a just a, a quick little funny thing that I learned. So as we know, our current president. Don, I'm not going to keep it political. Just talking about something that I thought was funny. Our current president, Donald Trump, is now, in political terms, the lame duck. For sure. He is Donald Duck. Damn, dude. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. (laughs) Awesome joke, boy. That's all I wanted to say. I don't care which way you lean. That's pretty funny. He's literally Donald Duck. Uh, but I also have a... He's walking around the White House, Donald Ducking. <laughs> <He's> actually, <laughs> this is Disney. Come out with your hands up. Don't use our fucking name that way. <laughs> have you ever seen the thing where if you take actual Donald Duck and turn his face upside down, it does kind of look like Donald Trump? I have not seen... Oh, wait, no. Yes, I have seen it's that. It's pretty fucking great. That is creepy. I'll link that in the Tasty like Morsels. Let's get into our topic. Oh, dude, I hit it off my chest. Though. What you got, Bods? 
Dude, so I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. I'm a big Netflix person. Uh, I fall asleep to Netflix. Mm-hmm. I normally set my TV on a little timer. And they always have that, like, are you still watching? That kind of, like, oh, stops yeah, your yeah. show. And, like, a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was kind of tight. Because if you fall asleep to it, like, it's not still playing, like, yeah, in the morning yeah, with your TV off. They fucking got rid of it. What? Yeah. So Like, officially? Yeah. So, I fell asleep. My TV turns off. When I wake up, I'm not going to turn the TV on to, like, check, like, double check on Netflix. Oh, no. So, I got through, like, six seasons of New Girl that I did not watch. <laughs> oh, no. And turned it on to go to sleep the next day. It was like, what the fuck? And turned it on to the biggest spoiler moment well, it, of New no, Girl. I mean, I've, I've seen the whole show before, yeah. but, like, to have to go through and be like, what fucking episode am I on now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like... So, when you would fall asleep, would you then the next day just, like, go back a couple of episodes? Like, how could you tell at what moment you fell asleep? Well, it's a lot easier to guess between, like, one or two episodes versus, like, six seasons. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I was telling Trev I had quite an upsetting moment yesterday where I was listening to a podcast and I paused it to... I was working and I had to pause it to go interact with a customer and I came back, and at some point during the interaction, I had unpaused it. So oh, it had no. just continued playing the podcast, and so I had to you, go search through the whole thing. You get exactly what I'm talking about. It's yeah. the worst. No, I, I mean, I, I'm with you, too. Like, I, I've had that happen, too, before. Very I was upsetting. just, I was wondering, because since that is, like, your plan is to, like, depend on that yeah, to stop yeah, you, yeah. I was just wondering, like, how you usually did that. Just trying to pick up tricks of the trade, you know, if I, if sure. I have to fall asleep, you know, uh, Netflix, are you still watching somebody's daughter? What's happening over there? <laughs> what? What's happening over there? Over where? <laughs> over there in that chair. What? What? And are you talking about Mike? Yeah. Are you talking about that thing? Yeah, that thing. I was so spooked that Amy was talking about something behind Mike <laughs> and no, I, I was, just couldn't I was, see it. I was, I was like... <laughs> What the fuck Speaking kind of witch? Is, it is no longer spooky season. Nobody was paying attention. <laughs> well, I'm just well, used to Mike doing weird shit. Let's get into... Uh, uh, let's get into story time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mike, Bods, you both worked at the Mars restaurant. Sure did. Mike was gracious enough to get all of his friends a job at the Mars restaurant. Um, One, two, three... At least six. All of his friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, including me. And I hated it. And All of one day. I won't get into it, but I, I absolutely appalled working there. That's you appalled a working board, there? A board. I abhorred working there. He was appalled by working there. I was there. appalled yeah, by yeah. working there. I abhorred it. And the state of working there you is appalling. aborted. Well, yes. Yes, I did. Mission. I... I abhorred working there, so I aborted my job. Hey, there we go. As I left, Mike said, well, we got to replace Trev. And he was like, Bods, come on up to the big leagues, bud. Oh, you weren't part of the original six? I was the day after. To be oh. fair, I also had another job. Mike yeah. brought everyone in in phases. Like I was like phase three or something. Uh, my phase was just a, hey, Bods. Trev left and we still need people. <laughs> Do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, I guess. And then he just told me, yeah, this is the uniform. Just show up and say that Mike told you to come to work today. So That's I showed so up. Weird. Well, I showed up in the uniform, didn't know anyone, walked into the office and was like, hi, uh, Mike told me I had a job here starting today. They were like, oh, okay, Mike, yeah, he's a good guy. Just start 
just go. I was like, there's no what the fuck? That's no what, paperwork that's and also stuff what to do. Me, Coop, and Reese did the day before Bods yeah. did this. So they were like, Yeah, you already got the uniform. Mike Michael teach you what to do. You just head to the back to the kitchen. You'll get started. I was like, Don't you need like my information? Yeah. Like <laughs> Nope, don't pay, even need to know your name. Like and they're like, Yeah, we'll do that. You can come in tomorrow and do that, but we need you working today. Just head on in there. Clearly <laughs> they uh are used to a fast turnover and, rate. Oh, they yeah. don't even and, bother to learn your name. <laughs> The fact of the matter is, I didn't even have a lot of pull at that point. No, not I, at all. I didn't have a lot of sway like I normally do. I yeah, was just like, no, you know, it was just like uh, Mike told us to like come in for yeah, a job. Like Jeff was like, "Hey, uh, can you just like get some of your friends to come into work?" I'm like, "All right, cool. Let me call uh, them Jeff, all up. your boss." Yeah, just just yeah, so the, people know the GM of the time. The yes. GM. Uh, he goes. The, we were setting up for um, was it Easter or Mother's Day? I was the day after, so I'm I was Easter. Mother's. Easter. It was Easter. So okay, we were there setting we go. up the night before Easter with uh, all the tables and the um, decorations, the perishables, all that good stuff. And he goes, we're going to be under staff tomorrow. Do you have any friends who can come into work? I'm like, sure, all right. I guess I'll give them a call on my way home. So I, I think I literally called the three of you guys all in a row. Yeah. Uh, and you all said, yeah, sure, okay. And uh, that's how all three of you got hired and at the same time. It was the most I've ever wasted an Easter ever <laughs> for $40. No, you had $60. $40. No, I made $40. Shame. I don't know, I don't know why everyone else got 68 but I made 40 I wasn't there that day, so <laughs> couldn't tell you. After that day, I was like, you know what, Mike? I'm, I really appreciate you like giving me the job. Uh, I think it would be better suited for someone I, else. I think you'd, you'd, you would be there if you weren't in uh, Athena 3 with the certain people there. That if you were not tasked with those... Um, I guess we're getting into with. it. <laughs> uh, their, their owner was there. Uh, his Manny. name... Manny. And um, he was directing people to like refill the buffet stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a terrible job <laughs> because he kept sending me to go get things that we didn't need. So he'd be like, ah, we need more vegetables. And I'd be like, okay, I, I can go grab some more vegetables. That's easy enough. And then I would go in and tell the chef, hey, uh, they need more vegetables out there. And he would say, I just sent out some fucking vegetables. Like he was... You were getting all like... The <laughs> I was getting all so, like... So he, what he, Trev didn't know that I learned pretty quickly but like after the fact is that the smartest people that know what we're supposed to do is the underpaid bus staff that runs everything yeah don't true. actually listen to people in charge you go for sure and then you walk away like you're gonna go do something and then you double check with someone that actually knows what the fuck is going on before you actually yeah, do stuff. I, uh, I mean, sounds I, like my worst nightmare <laughs> I hadn't been there long enough to like learn that and it was like a very busy day and like, so yeah so the chef was like, I already sent out fucking vegetables. So he was this uh, short, <laughs> How old were you? grizzly uh, Portuguese was, man, like wonderful a, man. Junior year of high school. So like 16. <laughs> yeah. So you were yeah. like, oh, okay. I was, I was like, hey man, like I, you, you just told me to get the vegetables. He, like, he had some of the best meltdowns. Oh yeah, the chef, for, <laughs> sure. for sure. Best by, by what standard? Uh, like fieriest, uh, most intense. 
Throw shit, break shit. Most swears per sentence that I've ever heard <laughs> wow. in my life. In English and Portuguese, it was, it was at the incredible. same time. Yeah, incredible. It was a, cra- like a crazy bounce back and <laughs> he had, forth. He had two vocal cords that would split off <laughs> yeah. and say different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could weave it in and out with the English and Portuguese. <laughs> he made a, a lot of noise and threw things without breaking stuff, which I find impressive because when yeah, I had cool. meltdowns, I for sure broke things. <laughs> well, a lot of things are broken. There. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of just allowed at the restaurant. Like it's just kind of a thing that you do. Yeah, they stock yeah. extra plates. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. The thing with Brent was Brent was a sniper with bread and he could fire the bread across the restaurant and curve it around like the alley <laughs> to get to you. Like he like just and wanted like curving yeah. the bullet, he yeah. could curve the bread. He, Wait, was so, he throwing the bread in a meltdown or no, throwing just the bread to? Be an asshole. to no, oh, this, is, okay. this is our friend Brent that yeah. Mike's talking about yeah. now. This isn't the chef. Yeah. Wait, Brent or Brett? Brent. Brent. You okay. do not know Brent. Okay. Um Brent uh sniper stream with the bread. Yeah. He, uh, he used to do it when the maitre d' would like walk by and she'd be like, nobody better be throwing that fucking bread or I'm gonna <laughs> shut my foot up your ass. And then he'd like peg her off behind her back and then throw more bread up he the ceiling. He would like whiz one right by her ear and like it would hit <laughs> yeah, yeah. someone across the room. He used to actually knock down bread in the ceiling that he had previously thrown up there yeah, with other yeah. bread to get it down. Yeah. Just to replace it. The, the mouse problem in this place must have been out of control. Incredible. No. Weirdly not that bad. The, um, the, they had cats that, in the back. There really weren't that many. No, yeah. The mice actually helped cook the meals. You know what I just thought of? That this the like queen. just flashed in my brain. There was this like really rinky dink restaurant that I used to go to when I was little, mm-hmm. and there were always cats wandering around the back. Oh, they love it. And and now I'm wondering, uh, yes, if, yes, yeah, they, yes. they do that at Disney. I'm pretty sure. They just like set cats loose to catch all the mice. Oh, no, I didn't no know joke. That. I Google it. I'm. 99% sure they do like they close Magic Kingdom oh and then they God. release like hundreds of cats to walk around and then they, they get them I all back in before be they there. open Actually, up. Actually no I wouldn't. I'm just, I was gonna say I would love to be there that day but I would just be in tears the entire time watching all these little mice get captured. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I, shit thinking about it from the mice's point of view. The mice just hear release the cats. <laughs> and they're like oh no <laughs> that's like genuinely a mouse natural disaster yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah that's like Damn. the equivalent of like world war three yeah. like a nuclear bomb coming in <laughs> and just disrupting their lives but so the, the chef would be like yo fucking vegetables and i'd be like listen man they're just telling me can i can I just get the vegetables and then i'd bring them out and then uh manny would be like ah we don't need vegetables anymore and i'd be like Okay. They're in the back room with fucking piles of vegetables in front of them, (laughs) munching on (laughs) celery and ranch. Look at this fucking kid, all the vegetables. (laughs) Um, And and then I'd bring back the vegetables, and then like the chef would just berate me because he told me that. Oh yeah, no, that's for sure. Worst case scenario is grabbing something with full intent that you need it, and then having to walk back to the kitchen and be like, "The walk of shame." Sorry, yeah. Yeah, Because they for for sure sure then made like another thing for. like replace that thing that you just took and now they have like twice as much and they don't need it yeah yeah that was definitely your initiation day and you did not pass (laughs) or or no maybe that was just that was like a little bit of rookie hazing you know, yeah, they just, they and made you did me. not pass. <laughs> I'm about to say no, absolutely no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but no, so like, I don't know, just management was just so poor, Very poor. W- when I came in. Like, they, when they told us to like go start working, they were like, all right, have at it. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, yeah. no one told us what we had to do. Like, Here's my thing, right, which is uh, you didn't understand that for how bad the management was 
how much freedom that gave you. Bods, I, I'm a simp for my jobs. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. I, I normally am too. I work really hard for yeah. like good people. When you understand that you, as like the minimum wage employee, are the only thing that like makes this building work, and you can tell that manager to go suck a dick in the middle of a shift and have no repercussions, you become a god. Oh, you're I've you're never so had right. That experience you're, both of us have done that. Yeah, you're so right. But I was a 16-year-old little simp boy. Yeah, for and sure. And there was man. no still way are. I was going to... You just had to, you had to break that. I'm <laughs> still a 16-year-old little simp boy. Uh, well, Bod's actually... For you, legal um, reasons, you're not 16. Uh, so you, you've told you've told your uh, your manager at Mars to fuck off many times. And quite a few. But I think you quit in a very explosive manner. Or threatened to quit in an explosive. Oh, did yeah, you I was gonna like say my, my quitting, quitting story. My, quit, my quitting story was tight in a different way. I, I didn't explode. It was just kind of like a the cool like walk uh, away, like yeah. in the middle of a shift. I was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, th- I'm out. And just like <laughs> wow. peace fade it. away. You just peace and then you <laughs> yeah, fade. No, so <laughs> when I quit, we'll get into that story first, I guess, because Mike wasn't there at this point. No, this was like gone. W- in my head the demise of the restaurant. Mike got you the job and then dipped. This well, is no, like five, five, five or six <laughs> years in the future, yeah. But uh, I had somehow become one of like the lead like people. Like I was there six to seven days a week, constantly fucking Ugh. like running parties and shit. Like I was the man in charge, and I was trying to coach football, and they couldn't work around that schedule. Mm-hmm. So I decided, you know what? Like I can for sure find another job, but I do not need like this restaurant i want to like progress in this other field so i told them that and i was like okay like here's my two weeks and on the last possible day that i could have worked with those two weeks they scheduled me for a party for like a thousand people and i only had like three three people plus me to run it at like noon and football practice started at two (laughs) so i was like this party starts at noon you know i have to leave there's no way you're to run it And we are as understaffed as humanly possible. I'll show up. I'm not going to do a lot. So I got there and this is like the most like stressful fucking party. I can see like the normal like every day. Everyone's freaking the fuck out. And I have the luxury of being like, I can leave whenever the fuck I want. (laughs) So I don't really care. So things started to like back up. And this party was supposed to be done. Like it was supposed to run from 12 until 2 and be done. Mm-hmm. We started serving the first course at like 1.30. Oh my God. So at like 2, as I was like, yeah, like dog, I gotta leave. <laughs> they just started like serving the main plate. <laughs> and I looked around and everyone was freaking the fuck out. And I was like, this is the time. <laughs> so I walked up to my maitre d'. And she had been there for forever. And at this point, we were cool. We went through like a lot, had a lot of like verbal altercations, but we were good by this point. And I was like, listen, I have to leave right now. They were like, you sure you can't take out like a couple of trays of like soup on the way, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> drive by soup. I was like, nah. And I just like gave them a hug. And then I like shouted into the kitchen. I was like, all right, I'm leaving. See you never. <laughs> oh, and walked man. through the party. <laughs> And out the front door and never looked back. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you been in the building since? No. That's that's good. Yeah. I like that. It's it's a wonder that they are closed now. <laughs> I know, yeah. What? They didn't stay in business? 
I do. I like. I like the whole like. Ah, I'm sorry. I can't stay. <laughs> yeah. Hugs. See you never. I'm out. They're like fucking fuming. <laughs> oh yeah, they were all heated. <laughs> yeah. Never came back. How did the general manager feel about that? I think at that point he was just kind of over it. He had lost so many other people like mm-hmm. in that year. Like I think like Mike like I, our I friend, was gone in January. Our friend like Brent left that year. Our friend Coop left that year. Like everyone left. Yeah. Like there was maybe like two people left over that hadn't been hired in like the past like year. He like he was like looking at the party and then he turns around to the yeah, camera yeah. and he's like, This is the end of an era and then he turns <laughs> back and starts going back to the party. Um but also I feel like he must have been beaten down by the time that like you yelled at him for money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my first real uh <laughs> my first raise there after like three years of working minimum wage and kind of like climbing up. Like they're the way that like the bus staff works there mm-hmm. is you have like the normal bus staff and then you have like a bus captain. And we have like different size party rooms and basically once you become a captain, like you start with like small rooms and move your way up. I had like moved up to being one of like the main bus captains without ever getting a raise so <laughs> yeah, i'm, I'm making the up. same that's, amount that's as like the kids that they're hiring yeah. off the street the kids that I was walk doing in that. and say hey we know mike yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically schmucks like me from three years ago but i had no increase in pay and this particular night we were short staffed on wait staff as well so i was running the room as like the head bus captain and they also made me like be in control of the wait staff which is like mm-hmm. someone else's job yeah so i was being a waiter and a bus kid and running both groups at the same time and i was just kind of over it right yeah so i i caught the gm in the back i was like hey i'm gonna leave right the fuck now if i don't get a raise <laughs> oh shit and he was like zach you're being like a little extra right now you're being a little ridiculous we are in the middle of a party that you are running like take a deep breath chief like it's gonna be okay and i was like it's gonna be okay for sure it's gonna fucking be great when you give me a raise because if not i'm out dog. i'm out right fucking now raise no he gave me like a dollar fifty raise which that's, was pretty solid that's pretty yeah that's a solid raise i would take that the stories you guys have told me i feel like he's kind of like a pushover oh Absolutely. easy yeah 100 well because like mike you had like an altercation with him involving like a dishwasher okay so um that bod the bods was describing before like how the uh the, the ballroom worked. Mm-hmm. So we had a fairly large ballroom party, uh, probably like 400 people max or so. Um, and one of the promises that the general manager had made to like the person in charge running of this party, um, the particular party was like a golf celebration party, like a whole bunch of golfers and they're all there having a good time. He made a promise to them that each person would get a parfait. Now, what? Yeah, like so a parfait, for those of you who don't know, like the ice cream <laughs> uh, covered in some sort of sauce, a cherry, whipped cream, like almost like a sundae, but it's like a really fancy yep. one. We don't do parfaits at the Mars. In fact, we've never done it. Not even once. Not even once. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to <laughs> yeah, promise. Yeah, why? So, like promise I was like, something All right, that you already make. Yeah, I was like, whatever, fine. I'll figure it out. He All wants the golf the, people are like, mm, we yeah. want parfaits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he wants them in a special glass. That there's definitely only 200 of them. A the special entire, glass? Yes. Only 200 in the entire like building. Like a tune-in mug? That's Wow, the great ad. <laughs> Bot's going to test this because we have to do inventory of all the glasses and the plates, yeah, all this yeah. stuff all the time. So, like, I knew how many of these plates and how many of the glasses were in the restaurant. And I'm like, Jeff, it's just not going to happen. Like, we can't have 
all these glasses with parfaits. They're physically not possible. And he replied to me very coolly, like, don't worry, kid. Just figure it out. And I just, at this point, I'm just like, what? <laughs> but then he said, don't get cocky, kid. I wish he said that. He did not. <laughs> Han Solo. Uh, and I remember saying, we don't have the fucking glasses. What more do you want? I can't give them a glass we don't have, Jeff. And he goes, calm down, kid. It's fine. It's all going to work out. And I'm like, I remember going in the back and I said, you know what? Fuck him. I'm putting him in the other glass that we normally use. He comes in the back like half an hour later. Uh, big guy, what happened to the glasses before? The, the little ones. And I'm like, I said before, we don't have enough glasses of that kind for the parfait. I had to use this kind of glass. And he then said, no, I promised them this kind. And I, and Who the I remember. Who cares what kind of glass Exactly. It's <laughs> I remember uh, screaming many uh, insinuities. Insinuities? Insinuities. Uh, How do you say that word? Uh, I don't think it's. Isn't it profanities? profanities? No, I don't know. Watch your profanity. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what word you're trying to use that for. I thought it was profanities. I said a lot of insidious remarks at him. There okay. you go. Uh, many an F-bomb, many of uh, go fuck yourself, many uh, many other terrible words yep. uh, about how this was the you dumbest said, thing. You said the Z word? I did. Damn. Several times. <laughs> Several <laughs> what times. about the Q word? No, no never that. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. But, uh, and so at one point, he just goes in the back, and after I had this whole tirade of swearing at him up and down, in front of everybody, there's like 20 people, like all watching this happen. Uh, I go down to the, the other side of the restaurant to like, you know, just cool off and get away from everybody. I find him back down there at the dishwasher, washing these glasses I've never seen before. Like recycling them? <laughs> like he found other glasses, apparently, for this party, but never told me from the, like, the get-go. Uh-huh. So like, we magically had enough. But he never told me in the first place. He yeah, no, like, that, that's like a pattern with him too, or like most of management there is they'll like just barely figure out how to solve the problem, but not tell. But it's already too well, late. They they don't tell anyone that needs to know ahead of time that they yeah. fixed it, or that they like even thought of a solution that like we may or may not have time to pull off. But it's like at that point. You had already started putting them in the oh, other yeah. glasses, oh, yeah, so 100%, then yeah. isn't it worse to have them in different types of glasses? Well, no, he wanted me to, to scoop them out of the other glass and put oh, them in there. Oh my god! So like, what, what well, the then they're gonna look all sloppy. Yeah, sure are. <laughs> so the first glass was like um, probably like this big. It was kind of like what you would have like um, a really fancy Sunday in from like a really nice restaurant, and then the other glass that I was recommending was like kind of like a water glass, like a nice. Uh, oh yeah, look, yeah. the the. No, 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 I have seen the inside of the restaurant. I've seen the behind the scenes of the restaurant. I've heard the stories. I feel like this is the type of place where they would pick up like bread off of plates that hasn't been eaten and serve it out to like the next wave of customers. Also, I was going to say, I have... (laughs) Pods know something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have driven, like I've never been inside, obviously, but like we've driven past this place. When you say a thousand people and 400 people, that was in this... Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. It does not it's look that big, big on the we, inside. We, we worked um, really? like twelve fifty. I think was our biggest. Uh, uh, I, I did sixteen hundred. Was that LaSalle or was that bigger? It was, was, was it bigger that than LaSalle? Okay. 
On the outside, like it looks similar. real okay. small right and dated. Okay. Yeah. On the outside, it looks like a very small yeah. school that yeah, just looks massive. fancy. But oh, okay. We, I think uh, it goes huge. back. Anyway, we, we I'm get, curious like, about the bread, if we could talk about that. <laughs> what do you want to know about the bread? <laughs> Fods, did you serve people? bread that had been fondled already not bread <laughs> what oh wait was it soup yeah, for sure soup uh, soup so bread bread, yeah. bread went in the in the trash uh extra bread we froze and reused yeah later i was on. gonna say but first was of all touched. like let's not pretend that we're not like doing weird shit with the bread because we're for sure just throwing <laughs> it at each other the whole time, yeah. Like, balls. oh yeah true yeah. i forgot so you had we throw bread. It, yeah, yeah. The, the soup bread to spare do you want to go into this do you want to like the soup yeah yeah we okay right. yeah, yeah yeah i think uh, this is important i want to get into on. it I'm the disturbed. famous soup from this place um very it was, it was okay i mean i never cared for it at the end of every party uh, it's always a custom that we give like the t- the head of the party or the family or this or that like some buckets of soup to go. Yeah, everyone like wants to take it home for some reason. Yeah, it's like, like a little like it's like crack. It's soup. like cocaine. What yeah. kind uh, of soup is it? Trev, you can cut this, okay? Sure. Um, is the this is your podcast host and editor Trev here? I just wanted to cut in because this is the part where Mike talks about the type of soup that is very specific to this one restaurant location, and he also lists off the ingredients and. Like the Krabby Patty secret formula, we're not allowed to reveal that on a podcast. But I think he's done, so we'll crack back into that. Thanks for listening to the TuneIn podcast. Let's get back to it. Now that Mike has described it to us, uh, <laughs> I feel like um, I wouldn't like it. So, so yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we it's got like people me- fucking love it though. <laughs> so we got this soup on the table. It's in the big uh, middle um, bowl, and if you don't touch the soup, or it's still a little bit left. We or bring if it's it back still just a back. tiny bit warm. Yeah, we bring yeah, it back. Yeah. We're bringing it in the back. You take the soup, and then you, you dump it right back, back into back the into big the uh, big oh, pot. Back into the no. big pot. But then we then pull from that same pot, and then we to mix fill it, up the bucket, and then we mix it up, and that to fill up to the then have to give oh, back to those no. people again. That's not very COVID friendly. So, <laughs> not no, at all. I'm just picturing every person from the party taking like one spoonful of soup and putting their soup back in. Yeah, yeah. We actually, if we didn't put it back in, they would yell at us. Yeah, they would scream at us to like. Not Actually, waste do you the remember soup. that party where they <laughs> accused you of wasting the soup when there's literally nothing left in it? Yeah, I told oh. them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was that was a good melt. Scraping, I definitely I broke at least two plates of that. Scraping melt. the metal oh, ladle against the bowl to, to get nothing out of the bowl. Plates. Yeah, yep. So the soup was obviously like something that people were really into. That was the number one item. Okay, the owner. Sure, Manny. M- Manny. Yeah. He was also really into something. Manny. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. He, <laughs> sure. He partook in a substance as uh, white as snow. Uh, I, I would say that he probably dabbled in a few substances. <laughs> but that was the main one. That was the main one yeah. for sure. He, uh, very eccentric fellow. Uh, yeah, the one day that I yeah. met him, I was like, all right, this guy. Pretty, pretty imposing, but... Uh, not actually imposing. I never really saw him get angry. Only a couple times. Um, no. Uh, my trick to dealing with him was knowing for sure he was gonna come in a little jazzed up on something, <laughs> mm-hmm. and his energy level is through the fucking roof. And to appease him, no matter what you were doing, was to just match that energy level. I was level. gonna say, yeah. I feel like you got to get on the his level. The way that I could get into it was by doing it to like openly mock him in a way that <laughs> mm-hmm. he like couldn't process oh, God. so i would just come it. in like as hyped as him and like just mimic and mock the so, things he would say and he was like i fucking love this guy so, he knows what he's oh doing my, <laughs> my favorite stories 
Uh, when Bods and I, we are uh, getting all the main plates ready to be served and lugged out. And we had to put out a special little um, leafy vegetable. Basically, it was kale. It was garnish. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. we had to put it on the plate. And uh, Manny always wanted very large, vibrant, lush garnish on each plate to make it you know, stand out. And you look know, good. It, mm-hmm. I think so, realistically, it just fills out the plate so, so it yeah, doesn't look like many, they're serving them a, a crouton. Conceptually, yeah. it makes yeah. sense. The yeah. way that he told us to do no, it was no, fantastic. No. <laughs> so many times, Manny would say, uh, get the garnish on, make it look good. Uh, no trees, though. So Bods and I, and, Layton, and also Brent, <laughs> you didn't want it too big because so, in my personal mimicry... <laughs> He used to like say like you don't want like little tiny ones, so I would find the biggest fucking leaves yeah. I could get and slap that so, shit on a plate. Not only would Bods get them on there, it's just like a I, little kale boat on yeah, the side. Pretty, pretty much. Cool. As I was getting uh, older and my years went on there, and I was becoming more of a, like I don't give a fuck. Like the younger bus kids, I like would set up their trays for them and get them ready, just in and out. They'd lug in and out, and I'd get all the garnish on them. And I, I remember for a lot of parties, I was really angry. I put like six garnish on a plate, <laughs> and, be, and the bus kid be like, "Mike, you can't do that." And I'd go. Get him out. Get him out. <laughs> and I'm like, nope. And then I remember uh, Manny caught me one time. He goes, Mike, how come some of these uh, buskets have like six garnish on a plate? I'm like, I don't know. They don't know, Manny. I'll talk to them. Don't worry. So <laughs> these I'm like, poor kids. The fact that like they he cares so much about the garnish. <laughs> yeah. Of all things, with everything else going on in the restaurant, <laughs> the garnish he, is important. The biggest he had meltdowns if we didn't have any garnish. He would like freak out. There was one time the supply manager... Really nice guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll call him Pedro. Okay. He was responsible for getting all the garnish in and stuff. Pedro went up to Manny one day and said, we don't have any garnish left for you, Manny. Manny was like, what? there's no garnish. What, what, what are we going to do? And Pedro goes, well, I have some edible flowers. Uh, <laughs> some of these purple like orchard orchids. And Manny was not having it that day. He was like, we need garnish. You need to go. Take- it's like fucking he, opium. He literally <laughs> whipped out his wallet, pulled out like $300 in hundreds, <laughs> Gave them to Pedro and said, "Get to the get to stop and shop now." <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, it was like five minutes before the party started." <laughs> oh my god! Hey, listen, you need those garnishes, but also, didn't somebody catch Manny like doing oh some substance? Sure did. Sure did. <laughs> I mean, that's not surprising at all. But the way that it happened was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we have a uh, Steve. Steve. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a he's a up and coming bus kit he filled in in like that year where like yeah. mike and all them yeah. left and i was like one of the lead bus kids. he was another one of my yeah. like bus captains yeah very nice kid very good yeah. worker um he was doing some favors for manny that day uh he had to go upstairs so in manny's office is the uh upstairs to the attic mm-hmm. uh where we keep all our crap and uh other paraphernalia and shit uh, apparently so <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> oh for sure i mean like you, we run a lot of different types of events so there's like oh, yeah. a lot of random uh, shit that gets tossed up dude, there like there's a lot of shit up there yeah yeah I, no i had to clean it out several several times <laughs> so yeah <laughs> uh it was very hot up there too but uh steve had to go in upstairs for whatever reason so he's about to go in and he notices that in manny's room on the couch uh, Manny has a couch in his room for guests and stuff. He's very uh, pomp, you know, pompous with that. He wants his guests to be comfy on the couch. I, I could dig that. Yeah, no, he sees sure. a strobe light like they would have like at a disco, just on the the couch on. Yeah. So, yeah. so I so, want to make it clear: he walked into the office and it is pitch dark, black, pitch black, except for the strobe light. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess he like left the strobe light on and like went through and just went upstairs, went to get his thing. And when he came back down, he uh, didn't notice that Manny was sitting at his desk the entire time, <laughs> staring at him, wide-eyed. And 
goes and says, oh, hi, I didn't see you there, uh, to Steve. And Steve goes, oh, uh, hi, Manny. And then just bolted out of his room. And when it came in front of me, he goes, uh, so Mike, I don't know what Manny was up to, but it's not pretty. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. He's just in the dark staring at a strobe light. <laughs> like, definitely out, cracked out of, out of his mind. Out of his having mind. his own little party in there. He's just straight up vibing. Yep. He, like he was having his own rave. No music, yeah. just the strobe light. He had all the music inside I was going to say, the rave is in his mind. Um, his son... The junior Manny Junior. Manny Junior. That's my guy. He was, that, that he was in some shit guy. too, right? <laughs> but I think Bod's Bod's got along with him better because Bod's knew how to tell him just to shut the fuck up kindly. Yeah, I didn't always yeah. gel well with him. Uh-huh. I got I got along better with the other son. Um We'll call him James. Yep. Uh, but uh, Manny Jr., I just did not get along with well. Well, yeah, James was in some shit, too. James was in some shit, man. <laughs> Quick. How old were they? Uh, they're both older than us. Oh, okay. um, James was probably like six years older than us, maybe? Yeah, yeah. The youngest one was not that much older than mm-hmm. us. Uh, okay. He played basketball with me once, just like pick up at like the courts down the street and got arrested in the middle of us playing. Like, the cops just showed up. <laughs> took him. Did you ever find out why? No. No clue why, but he, he was, like, adamant that everything was fine, and we were using his basketball, and he was like, Bods, just bring my basketball back to the restaurant and hide it in the bushes. I'll know where to find it. <laughs> like, he was so concerned with the basketball. Yeah, he, he was like, hide the ball. Don't let my dad know that the, the ball, ball is there. The ball is filled with So, coke. at this point, James had been excommunicated from the restaurant by his father yeah he was the uh the son that he never wanted he was like the black sheep of the yeah. family he was. yeah um but back to uh Jun- manny jr yeah. uh we were doing i don't think you were at this one i was at the restaurant but i wasn't involved in okay. the shenanigans so, you, so yeah okay uh we were doing a bridal expo at this place you know it's probably like 20 minutes but it from wasn't the restaurant. the restaurant no it was a different restaurant about 20 minutes from our place uh at the time and we were having to set up a TV for the bridal expo with you know, you know some slideshows of our place and you know nice images, the food, and the TV they brought didn't accommodate a USB that had all the memory on all the files. Mm-hmm. So the general manager and uh, Manny Junior are going back and forth. They don't know what to do, so they say, "Oh, head back to Mars Restaurant and just get one of the TVs in my office. I'm sure it'll work." So. I go, I'm like, all right, I'll go, uh, Jeff, no, not a problem. I'll drive back. Mm-hmm. Manny Jr. tags along. I'm like, no, no, that's not good. He, <laughs> this he, is the one you don't get along no, with very well. No, okay. uh, So I'm like, fine, whatever. So we drive back, go to the restaurant, about 20 minutes. I'm driving with the dude in my car. I ain't about it. He wants to change the songs of my station. I'm like, dude, it's my radio. <laughs> go away. My radio, my rules. So uh, we get to there, find the TV. TV doesn't uh, work with the USB, doesn't plug in. Shit, all right, now what are we going to do? Manny Jr. goes, oh, let's just head to my apartment because uh, I can. I have a TV that uh. I know will work. I'm like, oh, man, should we just get back? He goes, no, 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 it'll be fine. It's on the way. I'm like, okay, all right. So we drive into this really shady-ass part of Fall River. First of all, I hate <laughs> driving to, in Fall River. I was going to say... I was going to say Fall River's not... Fall River's shady with. in itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I hate driving in Fall River anyway we go to this very weird part i've never been to uh pull up to his apartment uh he goes oh all right i don't have my keys shit i left them at the uh, the other place i'm like okay all right what are we gonna do uh i know how to get in just give me a second just park in his driveway i'm like all right what i'm gonna do he's gonna do maybe a spare or something not a big deal see this man getting his trash bin putting up it against his apartment 
climbing the trash bin into the second story window. He then jimmied the lock with something. Couldn't couldn't tell what it was, but he somehow jimmied it. Went in through, I'm assuming it was his bathroom or bedroom window. Comes out the, the front with the TV like he's robbing the place. I'm like, oh I'm going to get arrested. My theory to this day is that he did rob someone and that was not oh, his apartment. That's so, so good. So all while this has happened, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, oh my God, this looks terrible. I'm going to get fucking arrested. I'm going to be an accomplice in this fucking crime. This is terrible. My teaching career is over. And then I have uh, behind us uh, an older Asian man walking his dog uh stops and he's like looking very concerned at us because at this oh, point no. Manny Jr. had come this out with the guy. TV and I'm like yelling at the window I'm like sir it's okay he forgot his keys he does this all the time I swear it's, it's okay <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like so panicked it's just yeah. so much worse yeah. <laughs> so I was sketchy. so panicked and I'm like oh my god oh my god fuck this fuck this fuck this and he goes hey I'm back what's up Mike and I'm like dude why did you do that he goes oh I do it all the time I'm like what do you mean <laughs> just get keys <laughs> see Mike when he told you that he does it all the time he's saying that's how I break into houses yeah, all right. the time he does it all the time <laughs> Not with that so particular I think it was apartment. His place, but I think it was his place because he knew where the TV was. Either I that, mean, or he was robbing the same place multiple well, times. I was gonna say it's pretty easy to find the TV. He just knows whose place it was. True. Or I mean, True. I could probably walk into anybody's house and find the TV yeah. within a couple of seconds. Yeah. But no, I feel like it probably was his place. Yeah. But it looks really bad. It looks yeah. Terrible. No, it just it yeah. is super sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> I think on the way back, uh, we stopped at Dunkin' because he wanted another coffee. This man drank more coffee. And like that, any other wired on caffeine. Oh yeah, like Bod drinks a lot of coffee. I do. He yeah. would get like several larges in like one day. I'm like, are you gonna die? Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, of coffee. So we stopped at Dunkin' on the way. He got me a coffee. I was like, all right, I guess it was worth it. It was, a, <laughs> it was an apology. Sorry for freaking you out, yeah, coffee. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess they're all like kind of wired on different right? types of yeah, drugs. Bod, he worked at the uh, the sister restaurant in the uh, hotel along with this. And he would see Manny Jr. Oh, yeah. The summer at the restaurant is very slow. Mm-hmm. And as someone that needed money, I was down to do whatever the fuck they wanted me to do to just, like, get a steady paycheck. So the they also owned a hotel and, like, another restaurant right next to this hotel. So I went in and just, like, helped them out. And I was painting the uh, parking lot lines at the hotel and, like, cleaning their air conditioner vents. Mm-hmm. While I was there, Jr., was now working at the restaurant and i happened to notice that he would always eat lunch outside but like he set up a a table right at like the back outside of the restaurant like not like a nice little like outside setup like one table and like the back ass of this restaurant yeah pushed up against the wall and he would sit (laughs) staring at the wall and eat it (laughs) eating like like, very clearly like not looking at anything not having like anything like not listening to shit on headphones just like dead ass quiet propped up oh, just God. staring at a wall and <laughs> eating and what would he do um, oh, from e- time to time every morning because i was there bright and early because i'm trying to paint shit before it gets like way too fucking hot yeah. uh-huh. every morning he would wake up and take his backpack walk across the street to the liquor store <laughs> fill it up <laughs> and then come back with a backpack full of booze <laughs> every fucking morning uh, do you think he paid for it debatable the, the liquor store didn't have a name no, no. Oh, the it, it was untitled liquor store, untitled yeah. liquor store. <laughs> it just says liquor store yep. yeah I, I mean it might it, not even be a liquor it, store it was also it was not, two not judging like i said i yeah. fuck with the dude yeah. i think he's hysterical yeah. <laughs> well i mean him staring at the wall while he's eating is either just like something's up 
or that is the most mindful that I've ever heard of anybody right. being. Yeah, right. He's Not just very- in. He's in the moment. He's just eating, taking in the one piece of wall that he's looking at. <laughs> he's like a spiritual guru. How many times did you have to count the parking lot spaces at the restaurant? Yeah, <laughs> too many. <laughs> so why do we never write that number down <laughs> and just like put a sticky note into Jeff's desk or something? Like, hey, dude, it's right here. I did. They lost it every <laughs> okay, time. All right, well. <laughs> He probably purposely threw it out. 100%. Yeah. Like, that's actually a great transition into another thing that I was going to ask you guys to talk about was, uh, Bods, you had to paint the parking lot. Sure did. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> Which did. sounds horrible. Honestly, Coop, painting... Coop helped him, too. Didn't he one day? Or maybe... No, Coop said he was going to help multiple times. <laughs> Never, Never did. did. Okay, well. <laughs> this is mostly me. Uh, that wasn't that bad. Painting is easy. You, you find the lines, you fucking paint shit. Yeah. Uh, the parking lot, they refused to, like, update... So they just let it get worse and worse. So it's like concrete. So like cracks form. Right. Like, shit. Yeah. like eventually you got to repave Things it. Things grow through they it. They refuse to. Their idea of maintenance was in the summer yet again. Oh, we're slow and we can pay bots to do pretty much whatever the fuck we want for way cheaper than doing anything else. Any yeah. professional. Was uh, they just sent me to Home Depot and bought a ton of fucking weed killer and my job was to find every crack of the parking lot that had weeds growing in it and kill the weeds. Oh, and that was man. it. You did that a lot of times. Because I would come in from like some days and you'd be there in the parking lot doing that. And I'm like, hey, boss, what are you doing? Well, think how big this parking lot is to Massive. fit how many people I, in those buildings. There were, yeah, right, yeah, there were I, I think, what, like that. 1,100 spots, something like that. It's over that. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That- yeah. It was a lot. That's absurd. I mean, the parking lot's pretty big. The, yeah. There were also spots that weren't like parking parking spots, so people would still park there. Yeah, so I had to get those too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, okay. But they weren't actual uh. parking spots. They're not They're not officially sanctioned parking spots, right. but yeah, they yeah. were parking spots nonetheless. Like when we worked at parking exactly. and like people yeah, just yeah, made yeah. their own do. spots. I've got at least one shenanigan that I forgot to tell you. Okay. About. Do you want to get into that now? Yeah. So uh, every now and then we would get deliveries of like hey like we needed a whole bunch of plates because bods and the hooligans broke plates when they were angry and stuff like that and sometimes they would (laughs) come in really big boxes (laughs) one day we had this empty box and we were like we could get rid of this or we could use it for our own advantage (laughs) and we had our friend andine that was like hey bods i'm really not trying to get anything done today and i was like i get that i wasted time a lot in my youth too You you waste your time. We're going to see how long you can get away with not doing oh, shit. So what we one. did was we put this box in a corner and we put Andine in the box. And he's and a big dude. He's like six feet at the it, time. It was a really big box. <laughs> yeah. And I basically, we like cut him a couple of little air holes, <laughs> like put hidden. And then we just let him chill in the box for like three hours to the point oh, where he, great time. he texted me in the middle of a party and I just kind of like dipped away and brought him a plate of food and slid it underneath <laughs> into the box. And he just said he was chilling there for like hours. That's got to be a, a pretty lit shit. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say that sounds so fun for I don't know why. Like I, I think well, I was. I don't know if I was talking to you about this. I'm like the opposite of claustropho- of claustrophobic. Like I love small spaces oh, it wasn't and like me, being but, closed oh. in. That sounds so enjoyable to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah nice I mean, if there's space. one thing to know, and I don't know if I don't think I personally set this. I think this just happens naturally with like half of the people that work there. Is mm-hmm. you spend time figuring out how to just like disappear without people noticing and just try to not do shit for most of your day well you had a couple of good strategies with that yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i mean me and this kid ethan used to compete in it at one point 
Uh, my famous victory was an hour and a half of standing at a table, kind of in the middle of everything with like some shelves. And we were told like, when you're not busy, you should be like cleaning and doing stuff. You shouldn't mm-hmm. just be standing around. And if they see you standing around, they're going to get mad. So I decided to stand around with a rag. And I just kind of went like this. Wiping the same spot. The paint is coming off. For an hour and a half, Amy. When I tell you uh, our GM, the Uh, owner, owner, and our maitre d's all came through at various points and pointed out me doing a quote-unquote great job cleaning and that other people should do more of this while I stood there just casually moving my arm like this for an hour and a half to not do shit your shoulders like creaking from- that's honestly kind of why i stopped <laughs> you just got it just tired got, yeah it got tedious um also i remember you talking about like doing laps around yeah, the that, restaurant. Was the, that was a i lost that competition yeah. to ethan i think it was actually possibly mike's fault that i lost oh <laughs> i i think you, i remember you this. might have called yeah. me in yeah. so we decided like we were not trying to do shit that day. There's so many people that work there. It sounds like this was about 75% of the days. Most of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, huh, I wonder how many laps in a row we can get around the restaurant without being told to stop and do something. So, like if yeah. you just look busy, people will just ignore exactly. you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we, we started on opposite sides of the restaurant and started doing our laps. I got 16 <laughs> before I believe Mike called me and like Damn. grabbed me to like serve with his party. Yeah. <laughs> My friend, so even got there's a full seen. party going on, and you guys. I, are I just didn't give a shit about my, the shenanigans. Like, if the work was done, the bus kids could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Like, yeah, I, I, I kind of gave was like, like some issues back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got better over time. Well, I think you gave we, yeah, yeah, you yeah. gave Mike issues, but then later on, Mike gave you alcohol. That's true. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, no, this evolved from, like, remember we were talking when Trev started that one day, how I was like, you didn't understand how much freedom you had. You were just a boy just trying to follow the rules and Mm -hmm. shit. We all started that way. Yeah. And you Mm -hmm. slowly devolve. The end of mine and Mike's career was just getting drunk every time we were there (laughs) and just having a good time. I would... I would get there early, usually around three o'clock, because I like to be get there early, clock in. No one give a shit if I clocked in early. It's like, oh, hey, Mike. Yeah. I, I would clock in several hours early to my shift because Damn. no one give a fuck. And like, they're like, oh, Mike, yeah, you like, can't clock in early. I'm we'd like, all probably yeah, no, be scheduled for like <laughs> five, and Mike oh, would be okay. there at maybe one. Sometimes one. Why? Just he's getting paid to do nothing. Oh, paid yeah, to, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> once that, we figured that yeah. out, it was kind of the it end. was really <laughs> peaceful because you come in, you're de stress setting the, the tables up you put some music on get a drink and just like do your thing no one's yelling at you so by the time everyone all the shitheads come in they just do all the bitch work and i'm like great cool i'm just gonna sit back yeah Th- that's yeah. pretty i true. figured out the good strategy after a yeah, while yeah 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 and then i started getting like, more of them to come in early too yeah like oh jeff we need more pe- people to come in early i was getting them paid extra hour early like easy hours yeah so, that's that's pretty good it was yeah i mean like that's why i was like whenever i had to i don't have to clock in anymore but when i used to have to clock in it would be like if my shift started at nine, I was clocking in at eight fifty nine. Okay. Like yeah. last possible. I would have second. an if I did that. See if if our movie theater job let me clock in like ten or fifteen minutes early, I would. But they only let you clock in five minutes early. Oh, okay. And they, me they and a coworker, like, we did the math, and uh, you get about a hundred dollars a year if, if you, you clock, clock in, in five, five minutes. minutes early. Oh, I don't. How much I money did I get? <laughs> on average, at least two hundred dollars a year by clocking in that five minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now there there was shenanigans, that, shenanigans. that you guys got into. Uh, shenanigans. It started off with uh, I would make uh, coffees for everybody, 
Yeah, but over yeah, time, yeah. when I became a bartender and had access to alcohol, I was just getting all my friends wasted. <laughs> I was like, because I was like, oh, it was the thing. Like, oh, Mike's just making his friends coffees. And like, that was like the theme. Like, everyone always knew. Oh, There's so like... much Baileys in all of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It was like, oh. cool because he laid the groundwork by making regular coffee for us for like two to three years. Yeah. yeah. So at that point, it was not unusual to everyone see was, us like, all just like it. flocking to Mike for coffee. So did this just start out like one day? Did you just put some alcohol in it without saying anything? Or did uh, you give them no, a warning? No, I think I told them. <laughs> Want some special coffee today, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We. Do. I, to, I feel like that would be so yeah. great if you just snuck I, some in there. I know yeah. that that's not yeah. that's not ethical. Like when I was a bartender, yeah. all you guys would just come find me wherever I was and be like, "Hey, Mike, oh, yeah. having soda?" I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> Captain Jameson. Oh God. Yeah. Mike's great. special soda. Yeah. But so like you guys were getting into shenanigans, but sometimes the people at the parties were getting into shenanigans. Oh no! It was, just, it was yeah. the party the ne- the next day. Yeah. 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 So the first party was at night. It was, I think it was a Saturday night. It was a uh, Laotian wedding. So from, from people from Laos. Um, so they're having a good time. They're dancing, good food, music, all that good stuff. Uh, p- party was fine. No problems at all uh, with that. But Bods and I were scheduled that next morning for an antique show. So the process of an antique show is like pretty shitty because like the entire room has to be emptied out. And yeah, we have to bring yeah. in all these different tables. Yeah, and, you clear out the ballroom yeah. that normally is like all these tables and chairs and mm-hmm. shit. And it, it's like, terrible. like over a thousand people. Ugh. And you clear it out and then like just set up like tables for like booths. Like, for like tables like, yeah. the size like, of this for one. a show like that. Yeah. And um, we doing the, the antique shows are usually very easy, but, uh, you know, doing our thing. And one of the major D's comes up to us and he says to Bods and I, uh, I, I need you guys to go clean up a spill in. Um, the ballroom in the th- number three section. And right away we were like, what the fuck do they have to spill? It's an antique show. Like, that makes no sense. <laughs> like, there's something he's not telling us. So he gave us a rag and he gave us a a, uh, a cinnamon spray. Yeah. Like, a, like a Febreze, basically. <laughs> we're like, yet again, why? Why? Why the fuck is this a thing? So we go over there. We find the spot. The person, like, the, the vendor is, like, right next to us. She goes, it's somewhere over here. And I'm like, all right, well, how, do you see it? Like, she goes, oh, it's right there. And then, it it was not a liquid. It was a smell. It was for sure poop. Hundred percent poop. <laughs> I really wish I hadn't glanced over at Trev's tablet oh. forty five minutes ago <laughs> and seen poop frog because so, that would have uh, been so good if I didn't know that so already. We did find the maitre d afterwards, and we were like, "Dude, why did you tell us it was poop?" He goes, "Would you guys have done it if I t- if you had told you?" We were like, we were like, "Absolutely fucking not." <laughs> so I think bots bots came up with later on because oh yeah, because we realized so the party the night before was like themed. And it was specifically themed like water for Cambodia. So okay. I came up with the joke that like very clearly they were like laughing at all of us and being like, Haha, water for Cambodia and poop for America. And they just <laughs> shit on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, you guys had to clean up so much poop on rugs. I, well, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah did. for sure. <laughs> I thought that my job, like working with animals, I had to clean up a lot of shit, but somehow it seems like you guys. <laughs> it's just have everyday up retail an environments. I'm shit. cleaning up so much poop. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was really funny, Mike, that you said that um, the antique shows were really shitty because I was were, like, uh, damn right they, they are. Yeah, damn and right. you said you said something number three, and I was like... <laughs> More like two. number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, poop jokes. Uh, well, if it happened outside, it probably wouldn't have been as bad, and sometimes you had, like, outdoor weddings and stuff. Oh, did we? 
<laughs> so uh, probably like towards the end of nice. my career there, probably, was probably year three or four. I, re- I did five years there. Uh, man, that was tough. That was dark. But uh, anyway, uh, we started investing in outdoor weddings in the parking lot. Which is hysterical because it's the same parking lot that they were like refusing to update, and I was yeah. spraying weeds in. Yeah. Also, like it's like what a right, classy wedding. Like Route Six is just right there. One hundred percent. So uh, we were setting up an outdoor wedding. You you were definitely there that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the the weather was not looking good. It was like it looked like it was gonna rain. Um, washing so away all how, of bod's paint job <laughs> all, totally gone so jeff was like oh how do we accommodate this wedding they want it outdoors can we do indoors it was a big fucking fiasco uh eventually jeff's like all right i know you guys just set up like two hours this entire outdoor wedding with the carpet 200 chairs with um chair covers on them and yeah, yeah. fancy to, bow ties you have to put oh. like the chair covers themselves are like a pain in the ass to put on yeah. so for like 200 of them that sucked outside of yeah. the bow. and then yeah you have to go around and yeah. individually tie these like really wispy bows yeah, terrible. Uh. Yeah. so we have it all set up we have the arch we have like plant potted plants we have lights we have a microphone set up and jeff goes we need to get it all inside it's gonna rain oh my god we got god. like more than halfway through with it being complete and he goes you know what you guys can leave it outside. Yep. Uh, uh. <laughs> the, the bride doesn't want it inside at all. She doesn't care for rains. She wants it outside. We're like, are you fucking kidding Why me? would you not check with the bride first before you take because it Because the Mars restaurant Be- Yeah, because we were little slave boys. <laughs> yeah, the they management. would just tell us to do shit. So oh my getting, God. getting the chairs in and out, uh, we had to go uh, the, this chair dolly that would carry like 10 chairs at a time. It would hurt your back. It sucked. And we had to go up this ramp, up through... Back into the restaurant. It, it was, was very such, problematic. It was such yeah. a terrible, terrible thing. It was a whole ordeal. <laughs> and like doing this, like, you know, by this time, like 30 times, yeah, doing all yeah, these yeah. chairs was like the fucking worst. And then having to retie them and put the, all the fucking shit on them. It was such a miserable existence. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I mean, like I said, even knowing all the survival strategies, I'm glad that I didn't stay. <laughs> I just like... I am not even one for like big weddings. Like I feel like it's kind of depending on the the situation, just like a waste of money. Oh, for but sure. In a parking I, yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I could write a novel on this. Like um, you really could. Yeah. I surviving they, they the were Mars restaurant. At least a dozen, if not more times, I've seen people take illegal drugs in that place. Yeah. Uh, one mm. time. One individual took, uh, he snorted something off of an ice cooler that was absolutely filthy. But his his rationale with it was, um, it's the highest sub, uh, table for me. It's easier for my nose to get there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Be- because leaning down like an yeah. extra yeah. foot is well, really that's insane. I saw him do it. I'm like, what did you just do? Did you just I snort mean, something off of that? He goes, yeah. Like, if he's already snorting, Shit it was up filthy. His nose. It was filthy. Yeah, it's, I mean, at that he point, might as it's, well just yeah, get a little, a little dust dirt. particles. Mm. I mean, I'd be sneezing. Yeah, I'm allergic to dust. <laughs> yeah. I, I get a headache. Mm. I wouldn't be having it. No, that's um, bad. The last story that I would like to hear and have Amy hear. Uh, could you guys just tell Amy and myself and the Toon Goons <laughs> why you hate Stevie B? 
So Stevie V. Let's let's get first. Let's get into who Stevie yeah, V is. Background information. He's a uh, local artist, um, like an '80s, '90s, and 2000. He had like a couple of really big hits, like yeah. back in like. He's the 80s, somewhat yeah. known. Like yeah. he's yeah. not. He's not like small, but he's yeah. not huge. He's got maybe like mm-hmm. fifty thousand followers, probably. Yeah. He's yeah. got some albums, like you know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you could even link a Tasty Morsels In the song Tasty Morsels, yeah. I'll link a nice. Stevie B album. Yeah. Sure. Here's uh, this fucking asshole Stevie B we hate. Yeah. So, <laughs> he, because he was a local legend, he had good ties with Manny, and they were good friends, and Stevie B would come in for some very special events, like sometimes New Year's and other things like that, and we had to treat this guy like a fucking royalty. Uh, like to me, I'm like, I'm yeah, I was gonna say, I'm interested in your stories because your story is not my story. Oh, that's no. true. That's no, true. yours is different than mine. Mine was a very different order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine was not as uh, dramatic as yours. No. <laughs> so we're getting all this shit set up. Uh, Stevie B's in the back of the restaurant. He's getting like a uh, ice water or whatever. He's just chilling. And I went to uh, give him a, a fist bump and say, like, you know, how's it going, man? And he looked at me and he just shakes his head like, no. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, sorry, I'm not good enough for you. It's like I don't do and that. This he, man he gets a taste of fame. yeah. And he just brushed by me, went out to the the um the room for his show. But you have a much worse one. Yours I is have like a way worse. Yeah. I was gonna say based on the way this sounds like it was going, I was already surprised he was getting his own ice water. Yeah. Oh yeah, know? I know someone else should have gotten yeah. it. Yeah. But anyway, so my story, uh, this guy, Stevie B, at this point, Mike had become a bartender or he might have just left. Um, I, I was there that day. I was a uh, were you bartender? I was the bartender. OK, yeah. So instead of like our normal like party where you have like sit downs and stuff like weddings, events and stuff like that, this was straight up like a concert. Mm-hmm. And with the concert, they made me specifically build like this whole stage out of like all of these like. Baffles? Yeah, like baffles. Like they're these giant squares, like bigger than this table. You just stack them up and make a stage. And the whole thing was they were like, you guys are bus staff, but there's no food. So they just put on all big dudes like me, gave us t-shirts that said uh, the restaurant security. (laughs) And they were like, you guys are just running security for this concert today. This man is very popular with older ladies. And your whole thing is that he just doesn't want to be crowded on the stage. He wants like a five foot buffer we're gonna put like little ropes and you guys are just gonna stand there and keep people away that's your only job oh my god he specifically requested that you guys be there to keep people away from the stage <laughs> now nobody's trying to get near this guy. no 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 so here's the funny thing is they are he has a strange demographic of like 40 to 60 year old old portuguese women Love that mm-hmm. are hysterical for him and was it, this guy like hot no couldn't tell you back in the day uh not a fan of him now for sure (laughs) so we get there and you know what it's a little stressful uh you wouldn't know um and i dealt with this at the theater with the 50 shades movies too i think that like 40 year old moms are the most aggressive people in the world they really are when they want to get something that they want especially when it has to do with someone that there's something they're sexually attracted to 100 just a little pause here He's not my type, but not like a bad looking guy. I could see um, some old ladies being into He's him. He's not ugly. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. So we're I'm running the security and uh, that was our one thing was just like keep people off the fucking stage. Stevie B specifically requested it. He doesn't want to get rushed. He hates mm-hmm. like the big crowds and these bitches are going crazy. <laughs> yeah, like the, the pre-show is lasting too long because Stevie B showed up late. <laughs> 
Um, oh, this fucking guy. So we're all standing there waiting. They're getting like super fucking rowdy. We had like two or three different ladies we had to tell to like get off of the fucking tables because mm-hmm. they're like standing on tables dancing and shit. I think it's because these women in this age bracket are like moms their life is probably like slowed down with the exception 100%. of like catering to it's their the children all the time yeah so yeah. they're like when they get a taste of freedom they're, they just go fucking wild yeah so yes. they're fucking crazy we know that they're crazy at this point stevie b finally shows up and we're like psych because that means it's almost over for us we've been dealing with like these ladies screaming at us that they want to get closer to the stage all night <laughs> trying to like body us five feet and, like, away isn't close enough no joke it wasn't for them like they no. they were like bodying us with they like wanted the him to sweat on them so that they could be close to the stage when he got there yeah and they're like pushing and we're like hey like please like just keep your boundary there's a rope there we're here like it's only like five feet of space you're fine <laughs> stevie b comes in and they go nuts crazy <laughs> he gets up on the stage looks at us looks at them and starts out the show by going you know what? Fuck the security. Rush the stage. And we just got trampled by old women. (laughs) Yeah. What? Fucking dick. After specifically, the only reason we were fucking there... So he could pull that fucking so move. So he could pull that stuff. Oh. Pull the old switcheroo after, on after you. Coming in late, after coming yeah. in late. After coming in late. And then he complained that there wasn't food. He complained there wasn't food. Oh, and he complained it wasn't loud because enough. Because you took on the bus staff to be your security. Yeah. <laughs> so many issues. This guy. Stevie so B is the you, fucking you worst. <laughs> yeah. POS. This just in tune in podcast. <laughs> Plausible deniability. We hate you. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening now, Plausible deniability. Fuck you for not getting Actually, I, don't, I, I will don't. never forget that. I was going to say, are you going to like bleep his name or? No. Uh, please well, don't. I'll just bleep the part where I say tune in podcast DVB. We hate yeah. you. Yeah. I was going to say, we're like slandering this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that. Like, he basically was like, "Oh, watch me boom these kids." Yeah. Oh my god. I know. I told them I wanted security. That was all going according yeah, to plan. Yeah, he's just eating up the attention <laughs> yep. from all these women. Yep. Also, sure. I do. I find it funny that um, the women are five feet away, and they're like, "That's not close enough." When in reality, they're still close enough to give Stevie B COVID. For sure. True. Yep. So yep. there's that. Crazy, yeah. right? And just like that, COVID, we're back in present day times. We're done with our reminiscing, unless you guys have anything that popped into your heads before we go. I mean, there, if you wanted one stories, more man. example of like some legal stuff, I could toss some <laughs> stuff out. Tune in legal is saying, uh, say it, and if it's bad, then I'll just cut it. Sure. <laughs> so cut to back to Mike is either a bartender or gone at this point. Bods is pretty much running the show. I got a whole staff of like 16 and 17 year olds. And the whole thing with having minors is mm-hmm. that at like, I want to say 10, 30 or 11, they have to leave. Mm-hmm. Like they have yeah. to. 10, 30 or 11 on a weekday. It, it's but then changed. 12 on a mid, uh, weekend. This is yeah. a weekday though. This yeah. is a Thursday night. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if it changed a little bit after that. I want to say it was 10, 30. All these kids have to go to, like, school the next day. Mm-hmm. And we have a party for, like, maybe a 1,000 people. I have 20 bus kids, and there's three of us besides me that would be allowed to stay. Our our GM knows this. He scheduled it that way. This party is running until maybe 2 a.m. So around, like, 10, 10, 15, it's getting to the point where all these high school kids are like, hey, like, <laughs> we can leave, right? Like, we're supposed to leave. Like, legally, we yeah. have to go. 
And I was like, that's a great question because this party is barely started. And for sure, the four of us cannot handle a thousand person party. We need like right. the other like 14 of you here. Yeah. So I go up to the GM and in typical fashion, he just goes, yeah, so uh, for sure they do have to leave. Like, uh, <laughs> But I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, no, no. So that's the way he phrased it. It was very meticulous. He goes, you know, big guy, uh, we wouldn't hate it if they stayed though, right? If they, uh, they felt <laughs> oh like they maybe wanted to stay, if maybe you gave them a reason to stay or made it seem like they didn't have to leave. Totally against the law, message. Then they can... Uh, <laughs> They can be here because I definitely I'll be in my office for the rest of the night. I oh probably won't see it. Oh my god! So basically, yeah. I was strong armed yeah. into being like, "Hey, if you don't want to deal with this thousand person party with you and three other people, go strongly suggest that these underage kids break the law and stay here to help you." Yep. Ew. Yep. I as was a seventeen year old, I was part mafia? of the mafia. Yeah, yeah, pretty well, much. You, you uh, actually, you Amy. This is your podcast host and editor Trev here. Just taking a plausible deniability break here. Uh, oh, would you look at the time? It's over. Let's get back to the podcast. It was Bless the you. Mars restaurant, everybody. It's stellar. That <laughs> barely scratches beautiful. the surface. It does There's barely so scratch the surface. There's so many. Um, the town mourns its legacy. <laughs> I I feel like we will have to go in again. This is like the third time we've gone in on the Mars restaurant. There's so many, but. There's so many. Yeah, we we haven't we barely scratched the surface of shit that we used to do. Is there stuff yeah, that I you're mean, remembering? Oh, if, you, if you ever Mike want to do like five years, yeah. Of... If you ever want to do like an episode of basically just shenanigans that we got up to, we could do that. That's true. Because I think we're focusing more on like the shit that happened at the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bots touched on a little bit of like our shenanigans, like you mm-hmm. know him cleaning the stuff and bread throwing the bread. But like mm-hmm. for shenanigans that we got away with, oh. So we'll have to we'll have to go back into that. That is the mars restaurant we will definitely have to do a part two you guys left and then the whole place shut down so what does that say yeah pretty much i think that's a good place to stop right there on that that lesson after you trying to end this like five (laughs) times this is going to be a really tough episode for trev to edit (laughs) well uh i want to thank you three for being here and I will, for having us. I will pass this over to future Trev. He's probably a little upset. Actually, I'm great, and I'm happy to be back. Things have been super busy lately, so we might just take the occasional break here and there, but it's not a big deal. It's just that I need a job, and I have other work that I have to do, and doing the podcast is so much fun, but it does take a lot of time, and it doesn't support me enough to do it full-time, but you can help us get it there, and we could get so good that, like, I could be doing two episodes a week. Could you imagine that? That'd be crazy. No way that would happen, unless... You can help if you want to. If you leave us a review on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts, that helps the algorithm, helps people find the podcast more. You can check us out on Instagram at TuneInENT for bonus videos and memes. That's more for you, but I have fun making that stuff for you as well. And the most helpful is probably just to tell your friends and have them spread the word about the podcast as well, because more people listening equals better sponsors, which equals me not worrying about putting bread on the table, which equals more episodes. And I'll be having a good time because I'm not panicking about $30,000 of debt. And if I'm having a good time, you and your friends are going to be having a good time. And if you're having a good time, I'm having a good time. That's it for this episode. We'll catch you on the next episode.
the way it works is like my good time is tied in with your good time because like I'm not having a good time if you're not having a good time because I want you to have a good time. So when I say if I'm if you're having a good time, I'm having a good time, I really mean that because otherwise why am I even doing this? You should be having a good time. Like I am having a good time while I'm making it. Of course, like we're we're all having a good time. But I still want you to have a good time. Like, I guess I will have, like, a little bit of a good time if you're not having a good time, but I would rather you just have a good time and I have a good time. And I do also feel like, you know, if we're not having a good time, how could you have a good time? So, if you're having a good time, I'm having a good time, but if I'm having a good time, you're having a good time. So, it's like a little cycle. And, uh...